like understanding that somehow by listening to yourself and hating yourself, you'll get better. You know, because um, that's my my weakness. <laughs> of course, I, I you know I have the addiction to self improvement that we all do. So not all of us. Not I mean we may, but yeah. I'm just saying in general that's not a plague that everyone suffers. Damn them! How dare they? How dare they not suffer the way we do? Hey guys, you're live. Hey, Davo. Hi, Hi Davo. Pablo, Christian, and Dave. Uh, date is April third, twenty twenty. So I had a question for Frable, which was, at what point did you realize, and I, what I'm trying to understand is, what was the series of thinking that went from, oh, well, I think McKenna should come home, to oh, yeah. I'm going to be living with McKenna for the foreseeable future. For the next year, 18 months. You know, or whatever. I mean, <clears throat> these circumstances are obviously so fraught and there's nothing I, I mean, there's very few things that I love more than being McKenna's mom. So that as the kind of, you know, the foundation of that, uh, of how I can answer that, um, you know, I, we kicked into high gear and Liam Neeson her out of Oakland pretty early. So that was... <laughs> A project and a lot of adrenaline went into that. But the you know, thing that precipitated that was just your understanding of sort of the. Geez, the... It, I mean, it was a it was a week of every day is a new plan. She had planned on going on vacation. Her spring break was coming up. Her dear friend Kira flew in from Washington D.C. They were going to go down the coast. And day by day, as we got information, I mean, really just over a course of three days, as I started to really dig into the news and not just the news, but dig into the science. I mean, Dr. Michael Osterholm was really oh my kind God. of the guiding light for me. Please, to please don't say that or, name. Please don't say that name. <laughs> well, you know, he was giving me, giving me terrors. You know, I don't know, 20 years ago, 15 years ago, he's been talking about, he's been describing this exact thing for years. Yeah. yeah. And I still think he's the gold standard. Um, Me too. And I heard an um, interview with him where he said his 40 years as an epidemi epidemiologist has led up to this point yeah. and that he was scared. Yeah. That's when I went, McKenna, you're <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, have you uh, seen that uh, his uh, website, the U of M website, um, Sidrap? Sidrap, yeah, yeah Sidrap. Yeah, it's uh, very good. That's uh, for all, all of our uh, fifty listeners. C i d r a p. Yeah, we yeah we had like sixty listens last week. So wow. Um, uh, C i d r a p. dot u m n. Dot edu University of Minnesota. Dot edu. So, so Frable, your initial thought was, huh? Things seem to be ramping up. I know Oakland is a is a hot spot, and um, yeah, what's I'm happening? Not, I'm not sure you should go on vacation. And then day two, you're like, you should not go on vacation. Day three, you're like, Michael Osterholm says panic, and I'm bringing you home. And then you can stay here for a bit until you go back to school. And then what? Day four. We're in this apartment for the next twenty years. You know that that is a um, that is a logical gray garden narrative. style. That is a logical narrative, and it is in no way reflective of my experience. Um, and for many reasons, one is that if you, I mean, first of all, McKenna is straight up delightful. I'm not yeah. kidding. I mean, this is like a, a, a you know, this is a dream for me to have her trapped in my house, having to yeah. relate to me. Yeah. Totally. You know, totally. I, I love, I love it. You know, she's, we're doing yoga together. She's teaching me dance moves. I mean, That's it awesome. may be hell on earth for her. Right. <laughs> but who I cares am, about that? I have no doubt that she's, you know, feeling a little bit uh, disappointed that her life as an independent human being has, well, you know, actually we're, we're really being very respectful of each other. We have our moments of, as I said, emotional dimensionality the likes of which we have not experienced before <laughs> and what do you how do you 
how do you notice it and then how do you respond to it in a curative and positive way? Oh, you, <laughs> you are notice it because of the yelling. Yeah, you're giving me way too much credit. Way too much credit. Yeah, well, you know, there's the, there's the, let's take a walk. There's a, I'm sorry I said that. I, I <laughs> you know, I, I you can't on, unsay that, Mom. Yeah, but you know what? I heard on NPR early on that if you just apologize, you can rebuild your relationship. And I've gone by that ever since. A <laughs> couple times a day. Re- oh, start rebuilding yeah. oh yeah and and you know we're we're oh god to tell you know i mean we're making this shit up as we go along no one has ever done this before yeah in this well way. yeah not this way i mean uh i think when polio hit um and when the flu hit uh, but they didn't have the social infrastructure we have now or the internet um, thank god well that's what here, i mean yeah yeah here we are together thank heavens yeah Miss you guys. Yeah, yeah I miss you guys too. Yeah. I miss going out to breakfast. Yeah, yeah. I well, miss our group hug at the end of our breakfast. Speaking of, um, so I, I've got this uh, set up. So when the weather gets a little warmer, we could conceivably do it outside and keep uh, distancing from each other. So That'd be- swab the mics down with alcohol. No, I'll give acid. you the mic. You, these mics will become yours. You're you're, you're taking them home with you. <laughs> You get a mic, and you get a mic, and you get a mic. (laughs) I have a mic. I can just bring my mic. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that'd be great, Dave. It'd be so great. Yeah, it'd be fun. How are you, Dave? Uh, Well, I'm doing well. Another little curveball, big curveball got thrown into my life, which is uh, my dad went into... Uh, basically hospice uh, yesterday. Oh, jeez, Dave. I'm sorry um, to hear that. Oh, Dave. Yeah, he he went to the uh, he he went to the hospital with pneumonia, and uh, okay. we were almost certain that he had uh, COVID nineteen, and uh, he didn't. And his uh, oxygen levels are actually okay, but he's bleeding. He's got some sort of an internal bleed. That can only be fixed with surgery, and he's much too weak for surgery. So um, he's almost certainly um, on his deathbed right now. I'm really sorry to hear that. Are you able to to visit him, or is that not an option given the situation? Still kind of waiting on that. Um, He may be able to come home uh, for hospice care, but we're not sure about that. And... (laughs) I don't know that I'm comfortable with, you know, it, the, yeah, him yeah. just having been in a hospital and coming and, you know, and coughing, you know, like, yeah, all, yeah I, I'm not, I'm not sure about that. So I'm kind of hanging fire right now and, um, and waiting to hear stuff. Oh, Dave, um, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, we had a, a nice, I, I saw him. Uh, three weeks ago or something, and uh, had breakfast, my sister and I and uh, dad and Leslie um, had breakfast and, it, and had a really nice breakfast. It was, uh, he was having a, a pretty good day. He had, he's got Parkinson's and um, uh, he has sort of good, good and bad days. And, uh, and it was a relatively good day. We went to Keys uh, Cafe in uh, St. Paul and, um, and had yeah, had a, a very nice breakfast, and uh, part of me wants that to be our last meeting. Yeah. Um, rather than, it's you know. Yeah. Going, yeah. I'm, but, you know, I want him to be happy. I I, I think that nothing. I don't feel like there's anything more that needs to be said. Um, he, you know, I told him I loved him. Um, last time I saw him and he said he loved me and you know I think that's good and how are you I mean are you okay yeah yeah I'm yeah you know we've had a a difficult relationship all of our lives all of my life um, and uh, I think that it's gotten quite 
there's been a lot of resolution over the last year. That's awesome. Um, and you know, not perfect or anything by any means, but, uh, he, yeah, you know, um, it's, we're, we're not estranged anymore anyway. For years we were, we were completely estranged. And you Um, had, you had this breakfast at Keys. That's so amazing that you, yeah. You and and your sister, you and Becky. Yeah. My, my sister and I and Becky and and his wife, Leslie, who he's been with for, you know, 40 years or more. Um, but, uh, yeah. And none, none of the steps siblings or anything. So it was, it, it was, we could actually have, you know, conversation and it was nice. It was, it was not too many people. Usually we, we would get together, uh, you know, often when it was Becky and I, it would be Becky and I and all the step siblings and all their kids and all the, you know, for Christmas to Thanksgiving yeah. or whatever. Um, and it was, it's just mayhem, um, with all those people. So there's no real, you know, conversation. It's just party. Um, but yeah, it, it was, it was really nice. And, and before that, um, I was going out to breakfast once every, I don't know, a couple of weeks or three weeks, uh, with my dad and his, uh, caregiver, um, Trudy, who, uh, and that, that was very nice. Um, we just go, uh, or I would go over to his house or we go to some cafe out in Woodbury or something. And, um, you know, that was nice. And I kind of felt like we had made our peace over the last year. So, um, so, and and he'll be comfortable and he's got his current wife with him and his caretaker potentially yeah well they're not allowing anybody into the hot the icu um so he's alone sure. that's the thing that's that's kind of troubling about this thing is that we hope that since he hasn't got covid or at least he didn't when he entered the hospital yeah you know who knows now um yeah yeah and uh you know, they may not let, what I'm thinking is that now that he's in ICU and he's been exposed to, you know, whoever else is in there, that they may not want him to leave, you know, especially having pneumonia and, you know, whatever coughing and, and all that stuff. He, he may not be safe to go out of the hospital. Yeah. Um, is there anything we can do for you as people that love you and support you? Oh, it's just nice to know that you're there. I, 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 yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm not the one suffering here. Um, uh, the you know, I. I. I wish that there was something I could do for him, <laughs> and Leslie, my uh, my stepmom is. Uh, she's had a tough row uh, to hoe this last five years that uh, that Dad's been going through the Parkinson's and has been his primary caregiver, and just you know, I mean, it's a horrendous very you know time intensive job 24 hour a day yeah nursing basically um yeah so i my she's the one that my heart goes out to and uh, yeah well well i you know we're we're gonna be keeping her in our thoughts and and you too and your whole family because i know props to leslie yeah props to leslie because i know you've over the last couple of years you know talked at breakfast a lot about your dad and yeah. And and uh I'm I'm really I'm really feeling it with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So my heart goes out to you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, well that's know. not a funny story, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you guys have gone through yeah, I this is the uh, I have not lost a parent. Both my parents are alive and uh Wow. Well, it's a shift, my friend. I'm Yeah. Uh, I've gone through both of my parents passing and, um, you know, there's, there's, uh, it's wild terrain, just like this is the wild terrain we're in right now. And just like all the wild terrains, there are gifts and blessings and, and, uh, capacities, inner capacities that you didn't know you had muscles. You didn't know you had emotions. You didn't know you had, I mean, there are, uh, there, it's a rich experience. We got yeah. we we humans seem to have a big time here on Earth. <laughs> uh, Kathy said some, something interesting last night. She she lost her dad um, when she was in college, I think. Um, 
uh, and she said that something that she's been thinking about a lot is that a, a friend of her said said when you when you lose some when somebody dies your relationship with them changes. <laughs> Yeah. It doesn't end. It doesn't end. Yeah, you you have a relationship. Yeah. It just changes. Yeah, yeah. I thought one of the funniest things after my father died was that, um, that that he was no longer contributing information into the system in sort of the pure sense, and that I was going to meet and 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 had many people in my life that knew nothing about him, what he was like, his likes or dislikes, and I thought it was such a funny idea that I could change him. I could say, for example, <laughs> that his favorite food was peanut butter. And oh, yeah, only you said a that, handful yeah. of people would know that was not the case, that in fact, he hated peanut butter. And, um, and then, of course, it also made me consider how many parts of my narrative, which, which had an, another contributor, that is him, now will no longer have another contributor. And so the only him I have to contend with is the him in my in me right yeah yeah that's interesting the the uh the victors write the history or whatever is yeah the survivors yeah the survivors yeah 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 that's 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 funny my, my dad yeah. uh, i was just gonna say that he he's always been a prevaricator he's or a, a glorifier of stories yeah and in <laughs> You know, he told all like so. Trudy, uh, his his in home caregiver, she would come once a day for. Oh, Frable down, Frable down. <laughs> Sorry, I dropped my phone. Oh my god. <laughs> um, you know, when I met her the first time, she <laughs> she said, "Your dad has been telling me all about you," and he said that blah blah, and you know, she started telling stories about me, and it was kind of charming that my dad had talked me up so much but he basically told a bunch of lies about me <laughs> uh, you know glorious lies about what about, about awesome. my but, sporting oh, glories and stuff like that I, I was not <laughs> yeah. but isn't that interesting yeah. like we all create mythologies in our mind yeah of who our people are and how we describe them and how we experience them and we don't have a lot of control uh but over not, a lot of the different narratives. Well, that's also the case for ourselves, right? In our own identities. I am good at this. I am not good at this. I am this kind of person. I am that kind of person. I mean, all of those things are are so delusional. and delusional. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's a, a saying in, in among the old-timer hockey players, uh, the older I get, the better I was. Yes, <laughs> yeah, that's great. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> To that, so to that end, I, I played in a chess tournament, an online chess tournament last night uh, because we normally I host a chess night on Thursdays. But now, of course, we can't do that. And so one of the guys who's very active in the chess community hosted an online tournament on this online service that we all belong to. And and normally I just hate that sort of thing. But I decided to give it a go. And and uh, it was it was fun. But, you know, it's uh it's fun, but it's also competitive in nature, which is something I don't really enjoy. And and how um, how many people were on there? Uh, there were about fifty people in the tournament. I played eleven games, and my score was actually pretty good. I was about middle of the pack, uh, and uh, I had more wins than losses, and so uh, that's good. But there's an odd sort of um, if you really want to score high points, it's not just about winning. There are sort of methodologies to winning. Um, you're awarded higher points for uh, a mode called Berserker. And I won't go into the details, but I'm sort of innocent of that sort of stuff because I don't play a lot of online tournaments. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll do it more. But what I was going to say to Dave's point, the older I get, the better I was. Chess, unfortunately, uh, is one of those games where you actually know how good you are or aren't. Because you have a number attached to it uh, that is a strong predictor of your behavior and strength. And uh, one of the funny things in the chess world is people say, well, I've, I'm rated at 1,600, but I, I really play like an 1,800. <laughs> that is funny. It's like always taking your SATs. 
Yeah, that's right. That's exactly right. Although last night's tournament was not rated, there's still uh, you know winning and losing and all that. So it's got. Is it like handicap, like golf handicap or something, where you're always there's a an online rating of you all the time? Yeah. Well, I I mean I have an online rating on Lee Chess based on a couple of games, but then I also do puzzles and I play unrated games, and then the machine sort of will pair me based on those results. So you're rated 1600, you play another player that's 1650 and you win in that match. The player will then, or the, the machine will then match you with a, a stronger player. So what is Magnus rated at? Well, Magnus Carlson, uh, I'm not sure if he still is, but at one point he was the highest rated chess player in all of history. I think he's 29 something or 20 high 2800s. I mean, he's he's an incredibly strong, gifted chess player. Huh. Yeah, I just wonder how, how how high the rating goes, like three thousand. Well, there are machines that play at over the three thousand level, um, but I think the highest rated human, which would be, I think Carlson. Um, let's see here. According to the FIDE. Uh, Carlson is now twenty eight seventy two. Hmm. Um, Who's the highest rated human right now? That that's Magnus. It is twenty eight seventy two, and then Fabiano Caruana, who's an American player, at twenty eight twenty two, and then it goes down from there. And to give you an idea, the the rating points at the highest level, like the difference between twenty eight seventy two and twenty eight twenty two, is actually pretty significant. Uh, the difference between 1600 and 1650 is not that significant. Huh. Huh. Yeah. Yeah, his classical rating of 2882 is the highest in history. Well, Pobs, way to adapt. Because, you yeah. know, way to adapt. <laughs> We're all having to adapt our social lives and our ability to reach out and do the things that make our lives rich and you know, trying to trying to retain a sense of normalcy, it, it really helps, don't you think? I guess I find these kinds of things very helpful. I find phone conversations, lengthy phone conversations with friends helpful after the tournament. I I talked to one of my chess pals. We chatted a long time. And Do you guys you know, uh, struggle with hypochondria at all? Oh, for sure. Are you kidding? <laughs> Do you know me? Oh yeah, I was. Oh, I didn't know you were hypochondriac. Yeah, I, I, I was sure I had it last night again. Oh no! I mean, being Jewish, I reject that uh, (laughs) idea wholly. I don't think there's such a thing. Life is hypochondria. You just must be cautious and nervous at all times. (laughs) That's right. You have to be vigilant at all times. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I was so relieved to get a brain tumor diagnosis because then I could stop worrying. (laughs) Right. I finally got something. The Thank pinnacle God. of of well, disease it yeah, diagnoses. It was very glamorous, and I did really enjoy the glamour of it. I've got a brain tumor. I have a brain tumor. Excuse yeah, me. Yeah, you look I... good. I liked your. Uh, I remember visiting you in the hospital and <laughs> looking at your your bald ass head and the stitches. It was pretty cool. <laughs> oh my God, that was so funny. You bought me ice cream. We went for a stroll. Yeah. You know, this is a deep cut video somewhere in my computer, but you know my sister Carolee. Of course yeah and she came in day one and we had a dance party now <laughs> that was not advised but you know carolee if there's anybody who can hype up a crowd it's that girl and she literally had me dancing in bed it, at that time it was the hollywood shuffle or something there was this dance challenge oh funny and the nurse at the time, his name was Matt, and he's now a piano parent. I teach his oh, son. Nice. He he was so worried. He was lovely. But we had people. She was doing headstands. It was ridiculous. And then Leslie Orr came in, and we did musical theater up and down the halls. Nice. And, and the nurses stopped. They stopped at the brass band. <laughs> they did not allow the brass messengers into the hospital. And I had to have a sign on my door that I was only allowed two visitors at a time. <laughs> Damn, you know, I, I kind of knew time. you at that time, I, but I didn't. Uh, I only, for some reason, peripherally knew that you had uh, that you had a tumor it was kind of yeah. like after the fact that I, yeah. I found out about her. Yeah. Yeah. 
Hey, how is uh, Boo doing up in New York? Oh, Boo's awesome. She is, she's doing great. She's, oh my goodness. Did you hear that? Somebody just yeah. paid me. I love that sound. Someone just you what? Know, paid me. You know that PayPal, little. PayPal, Venmo. Yeah, Venmo. It went, ching. Nice. <laughs> good news for able surviving okay <laughs> so but she's out in the epicenter obviously she is in the epicenter and i can't really speak for her experience but from what i gather she feels pretty good that's good huh. and is she holed up in her place does she, she have people she's holed up in her place at prospect leffert's garden so she's right in one of the highest neighborhoods with the most incidences um, she's still working, you know, she's a producer and she, she yeah. has clients all over the world and she, um, she's very busy because a lot of what she does too is, um, working with artists and immigration. But she's, she's doing that all online. She's not she's, going anywhere. Nope. So. Nope. She's not going good. anywhere. Nowhere. Yeah. She's good. All the, all the Frable people are basically Frabling. Good. Which, yeah. which means what? I mean, when I think of think Frable, I think social animals. Like you guys yeah, are, are. Well, you, you mostly have uh, the Carolee in mind when you say that. Well, Boo too. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you. Yeah. You know what, you guys? I hate to say it, but everybody scoffs at me being an introvert. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, yeah, I'm an inf- introvert too. But I think that you know, my feeling about introversion <laughs> is that introverts need to get out and and that's the reason that i was doing so much socializing kind of leading up to yeah. this was um that i realized that i needed it as part of my diet my psychological yeah. diet sure. so i had scheduled myself solid with either dancing or hockey ev- almost every single night and that wasn't because i really wanted to be with those people but i realized that i was much happier if i got some of that in my diet every day that I had that to get makes out. Sense. Um, that how are Kathy and the kids? Yeah. Uh, they're good. Yeah. I, th- I, I think that they're doing just fine. Um, and it's kind of nice having those people in my life to uh, uh, sort of it, it fill that role of getting out among the people, you know? Because yeah. you're in a pod with them, right? You can yeah. go and be with them, right? Yeah. 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 So you're like, you, you both are in distance pods. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. sort of ideal, really. Yeah. That's brilliant. I, have you got that going with uh, Stephanie too, Pubs? Yeah. I mean, it's me, Stephanie, Oliver, and Pat, uh, uh, Oliver's dad. Oliver, uh, I watched him the other day and I got him uh, sort of riding a bike, which was a huge wow. hurdle because he, um, I mean, I got him on my one of my folding bikes, my birdie. Mm-hmm. Um and of course it didn't fit him and he refused the whole time. But my tact with him is to, to get him to just do it. I sort of force him to do it. I bully him into it. I say, listen, you got to do it for a little bit and then you can <laughs> tap out. You know what I mean? But you have to get the taste of it. And then if you don't like the taste of it, fine, you don't have to do it again. But he's such um, he's so oppositional that you have to take that first step where he'll never do anything. And I've done that with him before. I did that with the scooter where he was terrified and hated it and said he didn't want to do it. And I said, you just got to do it. Ten seconds into that, he was over the moon. And now that's, of course, all he wants to do is ride the scooter. So I figured it would be the same with the bike. And indeed it was. And uh, once he sort of got that feeling of uh, pushing it, and that balance, because he has pretty good balance, uh, he really liked it. And, and that's good because his parents have been trying to get him to ride a bike forever. And um, and so Pat just bought him a bike online and hopefully he'll he'll start. We'll teach him next week and, and he'll start riding. Huh. So I'm very excited about that. And then uh, he I've been trying to get him out for like an hour or so walk, like really long walks when we're together. Nice. And we started our walk the other day and he was like, let's walk to mama's, <laughs> you know, she lives on 46th and or 45th and, and first. And I was like, really? And he had this big, heavy backpack and he just wanted to do it. So we walked six miles, an hour and a half from my place to Stephanie's. It was a little like Frogger um, <laughs> because, you know, we had to avoid everyone, but um, that's fantastic. Yeah, wow. It was a lot of fun. So he, you know, he's a treasure. How and then, far did you have to carry the backpack? 
I didn't at all. I offered to carry Seriously? it. Seriously? Wow. Yeah, he wouldn't let me because Good he, for he, Oliver. he wanted the challenge of it. Yeah. What a strapping lad. Yeah, he is a strapping lad. So, you know, uh, Stephanie, I think, is losing it. She's not accustomed to working from home. She's not accustomed to not having her coworkers, which is really the only socializing she gets outside of me, Pat, and Ollie. And uh, so, yeah, I think she's losing it. And uh, I think I'm probably better suited to this because I have a safe space, if you will. I have my own place. I'm accustomed to working from home. Uh, I have a bunch of people that I socialize with uh, through these kinds of means. Um, So I don't know. I think it's I think being a, a mom, having a kid at home and working from home is a whole new level of horror that uh, we're just experiencing, you know, you know, you know, can I, can I just interject to reframe a little bit because sure. I hear you and it's funny uh, to say the horror, but what I'm, and, 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 and I'm not refuting Stephanie's experience at all. You know, I, I know that everybody has a different experience, but as a, you know, I'm, I'm going into people's homes, 20 students of mine. Yeah. I, I get to witness this incredible moment of parent child uh, um, connection. You know, there's a lot, there's a lot of um, opportunity here. I think in our, our, I mean, okay. Opinion alert, opinion alert, (laughs) opinion alert. I I just feel like kids are too busy and, and parents don't even get enough time with their kids, you know, to just really relax into it where it's not a task. It's not a bath. It's not homework. And what I'm seeing is this incredible kind of mix up of, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's horrifying and it's wretched and it's hard, but the, the connections and the it's like kids frontier are, life or something. Yeah. You know, you um, like I'm not life. sure that's happening at Stephanie's house. <laughs> okay. Well, it, you know, maybe give it time because really maybe they, they, we're all growing new capacities. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I just, I just want to hold out hope. For, you know what I mean? I know it's really funny, but yeah, but it's really beautiful to see that the parents who, you know, don't have time with their kids because they're so aspirational and busy and, you know, we're all overscheduled usually and especially children. Sick. Well, I think her her work now is actually worse. You know, she's Ugh. she's got a nine to five job and she's in meetings all day. Now she's just doing that at home. So, um, I mean, the transit time is cut, but I don't yeah. think her work schedule is any less. She's a full-time, you know, she has a full-time corporate gig. Yeah. And when she's punches out at six o'clock, uh, yeah. you know, uh, and then you got to make dinner and then, you know, all these other kinds of things. So I don't, I think it's, it's made her abilities in that. I, I think it's made her ability to connect with Oliver worse in some respects. Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. Just I on a ma- functional level. Ma- maybe you should just become her manservant. You have the time now. You can go over and make dinner and Frable, should- I'm just I'm just <laughs> shutting my mouth because <laughs> I'm kidding. No, no, it's a it's a lovely suggestion. I mean, I offer to watch Oliver often and sometimes it happens and sometimes it doesn't, but yeah. I don't no, people I- have to live their own uh destinies you know what i mean and uh i i can't i get it i can offer to help but people have to live their own destinies and and i think it's this is hard on everyone in sort of unique special ways and um and that will probably our perspective and our ability to deal with it will probably you know evolve and change over time and i i trust that will occur for stephanie as well well, I know I have been I have been accused of being a pathological optimist. Well, that's, I, that's good. I know that that is kind of a, a flaw in my makeup, but I do hold out hope that the. I mean, we're going to have a lot of really terrible stuff happen. Brable, I like uh, out of all your flaws, that's probably my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Pops. Yeah, well, Dave, it, let's let's get back to this question of uh, being a hypochondriac, <laughs> uh, because I I talked to one of my you know friends the other night after this chess tournament, and he's maybe in his early to mid thirties, and um and he is very very concerned, and he feels like his peer group is not 
as concerned as he is. And uh, I wouldn't say that he's a hypochondriac. Um, he's just incredibly nervous and cautious. And so I just, I'm curious for your sake, what's the, where does the hypochondria uh, end and the panic begin? Do you know what I mean? Because it's one thing to be like, I've got it for sure. I've got it for sure. It's another thing to be like, I'm going to get it for sure. I'm going to get it for sure. It, well, I might be going a little far in saying that I'm a hypochondriac, but um, things set me off into uh, spir- fear spirals. <laughs> like that dude from, what was the band I was in? Bare Naked Ladies or something? Or, or Colin, somebody who died the other day, 52 years old, the guy who oh, wrote... Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Fountains of Wayne. Fountains of Wayne, yeah. Um. You know, he's 52 years old. He looks, you know, pictures of him. He looks pretty healthy a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Um, Yeah. He looks like somebody who might be in my peer group if he lived in my neighborhood. You know, um, yeah, it kind of set me off on a little spiral. Like, I could get this thing and die like that guy. Yeah. Um, and then I feel sort of shameful about it that I'm so selfish about it because I'm not really in the risk group, um, even though I am 57 years old. Yeah, but, but fear doesn't work that way, right? I mean, and, and these are genuinely scary times. Uh, let me ask you, do, did, before all this, were you worried you were going to drop dead of a heart attack? Was there an, another fear that has been supplanted by this new fear? Uh, you know, I hadn't had a lot of... Uh, health fears lately because I've been doing so many healthy things. My life has shifted in over the last, well, when was it? I guess last October was my 10-year sobriety anniversary. Congratulations. Um, so, yeah, yeah. And in the last 10 years, I've really, my my life has taken taken a, a big turn away from the decadence that I uh, espoused for the, the previous section of my life. You know, I was a heavy, you. heavy smoker, heavy drinker, heavy, yeah. you know, but just party. Yeah. So <laughs> party days. So, and actually I, I it was kind of day. the yeah. uh, health concerns and, and fear and hypochondria that made me quit that stuff. Because uh, I was feeling like shit all the time, I thought, "Oh my God, there's my liver has got to be shot. My lungs are. I'm sure I must have cancer." You know, like I was convinced that I was going to die of either cirrhosis or lung cancer. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I haven't had that kind of thinking for a while, um, especially since I've been going. I've been going to the gym every day and go and playing yeah. hockey to go two, three times a week and dancing all the time. You know. Going for what? Yeah, doing healthy stuff, eating well, all that stuff. It, it makes me worry a lot less. Um, yeah, I feel uh, I feel similarly. Um, you know, I've lost a lot of weight over this last year. I've been doing a lot of healthy things, but that that did not abate my constant meditation on death. And <laughs> um, oh yeah, I think and, about and thinking death about. All the time. You know, getting you old is- and dying, uh, having dementia and dying, dropping dead from colon cancer over a five-year <laughs> painful period, uh, having a heart attack. And so one silver lining to all this is now I'm really just worried about the coronavirus. Yeah, and, right. And Only one. Killing me and everyone I love. And the great thing about that, and here's the, <laughs> here's the selling point, is it. I, I won't be dying alone. I'll be going with hundreds of thousands of other people if that's the case. <laughs> Kumbaya. Game. <laughs> Good. Oh, that's such a comfort. <laughs> Let's all die together. <laughs> we will all go together when we go. <laughs> what is that song? There'll be one last incandescent glow. Yeah, I don't remember the name of that song. Maybe it's Tom Lehrer. Is that it? Yeah, that's. I was going to say Vietnam era. Yeah, it sounds like him. I don't know what the name of the song is. How is your mom, Pablo? How's Rhoda? Speaking Rhoda. Beautiful that name sounds very familiar. 
I mean, you guys, you remember her? She's a chanteuse. You guys used to do really fabulous gigs together. She Short birthed Jewish you. gal. She grew you in her womb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, she, it, it rings a bell. <laughs> She's good. I mean, we talk every day, usually. Um, I just got her groceries the other day, which I don't think I'll be doing again because uh, the grocery store just seemed like a minefield of um, opportunities to, to get sick yeah yeah and so uh, i'm ordering online now and I, she's who are you ordering and, who are you ordering from i'm just doing kowalski's and then picking up you know curbside um yeah curbside and and i think i'm just gonna as soon as i get these groceries i'll order again because they're yeah, it's about a week out. out yeah yeah so how do you so, uh, how do you do you do they have a online like you click on th- like yeah, shopping on amazon yeah, so or something yeah it's just like that go to kowalski's and um, yeah, you yeah. can choose whether you want to pick up or have it delivered, and yeah, huh. you know, I've, I've been getting groceries delivered for a month. Like I, yeah. miss, I, I really miss shopping. But anyway, back to yeah. Rhoda. Okay, so she's. I think she's doing as well as can be expected. She's uh, going a little crazy. She did a distance walk with a neighbor the other day. You know, the good news is she's in a building with 13, 18 other people. Uh, that are just down the hall. So yeah, uh, I mean that's know, good and bad news. It's I good. Think. It's good and bad. I mean she's yeah. she's isolated, but she's not. Uh, she's not. You know, something happens. There's plenty of other people there, and they all really like her and they're looking out for her. So and I'm five blocks away. So you know, I I've been dropping some stuff off for her. I've been checking in with her. Uh, you know, she's comfortable in her place so i mean it's as good as you can get yeah you know i called my stepmom in france and they're on lockdown and and her school is now doing remote learning so she's you know i'm having a sort of thing fight with with a um, hostel in paris because they won't refund me mckenna and i were taking a trip this june and they won't refund my hotel so i'm having a love what yeah, I'm having actually a really good time having a lovely correspondence with them, where <laughs> where I'm slowly, slowly turning up the temperature. This this uh, morning's uh, email was um, invoking my understanding of the business they're in as the hospitality business. Yeah, and I, <laughs> so we'll see if they uh, respond. It, was it on a credit card? Yes, it was. Can you just dispute the charge? Well, I can't i mean the charge is the charge yeah but you can say hey they can't accommodate me because it's in france and they're on lockdown well their their point of view is that it's in june and there there's nothing been said about canceling travel in june they're just it, it it's not a problem it's more like yeah. a fun little project actually <laughs> i'm enjoying it i'm, I'm trying to get as you know uh, ironic and French as possible in my correspondence. With Good. Them. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Where is it in Fran- In Paris? Yeah, it's in Paris. It's the Generator Hostel, and they are hostile right now. <laughs> <laughs> how long are you going to so be there? So how's McKenna? She, how's her school experience? Is it like school light? Is it like actual school? What's she well, feeling? She is excited to be back in school. Even though it's online, she's getting a real boost from being with her beloved professors. And she's studying. She has homework. It gives her something to do that has nothing to do with getting along with me or coronavirus. Yeah. So I think it's a great benefit. In fact, I was talking with um, my, my therapist this morning. Yes, I go to therapy. Big surprise. Um... And I think I'm going to suggest that she take summer school because her idea of uh, school this summer was going to be, uh, I mean, her summer idea was to just have a job and enjoy being a gal around town. And that's not going to happen. No. So I think that, um, yeah. And yeah. And I just signed up for the master classes. I think whatever we can do to keep, uh, you know, positive and going forward and school for McKenna is very positive. That's good. Yeah, it's really good. And Dave, how's uh, Eli doing? He's uh, he's doing well. Um, yeah, he's doing well. And 
last night I found out something surprising, which was that uh, I was looking through Instagram, and there's a picture of his girlfriend, Esther, saying, I just closed on my new house. Whoa. I'm like, what? It, it, she, you know, she works at the Apple store. Yeah. She's apparently been saving her pennies. I called Eli right away and said, what? Esther just bought a house? And he said, yeah, <laughs> I didn't tell you that. They, you know, the two of them live together. And I said, so are, are you going to move in with her? He said, yeah, yeah, I'm going to pay her rent. And uh, yeah. That's hilarious. So he's going to be helping with mortgage, but it's going to be her place. And, uh, it's right Funny. on the uh, west side of the Lowry Bridge in North Minneapolis. So okay. not far from the river. He said it's oh, a pretty good neighborhood. Gorgeous. Wait, west side of the Lowry Bridge. So in northeast. Well, it's it's not it's considered north, north on the other it's side north. of the river. Yeah. On the west side of the river it's north. The, the, the side with the um, Ferris wheel? Is that north? Yeah, well, what's it? Yeah, he said it's right by some bar there. That it's not Psycho Susie. It's called something else. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The one with the 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 the. Yeah, it's owned by the same woman who owns Psycho Susie. Yeah, yeah. Character. It's called Crazy something right. or yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's got a Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah. That's well, that Ferris Betty wheel. Dangers. Betty Dangers. That's it. Yeah, he said it's right by that's Betty Dangers. That's technically North Minneapolis. I guess. Huh. That's what he said. I, I, th- I thought that was northeast, but that's okay. I thought so, too. I thought anything on that side was northeast, but... Well, on the I'm, east uh, side of the bridge, that's northeast, so I don't know. right? I mean, that's... Uh, uh, Psycho Susie's is on the east side of the river. Right. Betty Dangerous is on the west side of the river. No, no. That's also on the east. Oh, okay. Well... Yeah. yeah. Do you guys ever listen to that anyway. podcast, um, Money Land... Oh, what's it called? It's called Money, Lamb, Land, Mi- Solidarity, and Power. And it's about um, kind of the the situation on the north side of the river. Um, and what's they, the situation? They, that who's Who's got all the sirens? Oh, Braves. I, I, live, I live on the highway. So that's just part of the daily music I hear. <laughs> nice. Apocalyptic. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm primed for this. I'm primed <laughs> for these apocalyptic times. But anyway, this this podcast is really interesting, and it's all about the development um, by the Polads of the North. And they oh, tell you mentioned that. Yeah, they tell a joke about um, the Lowry Lowry Bridge is the longest bridge in the world because it goes from Poland to Africa. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> that was sort of the racist joke, right? That they would that the poles would tell, right? I, from what I hear, everybody would tell it. Really? Yeah. And you just told it. I mean, seriously, everybody, everybody, <laughs> everybody, anybody, everybody. Well, heard... that's exciting. Way to go, Eli. So he's moving. Or, yeah, he Esther. Moving? Anyway. Yeah. I don't know. She's I, making a man. She just closed on it. So yeah, right. Yeah, she's uh, she's two years older than him. Twenty six. Oh, yeah. He's twenty four. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, out. <laughs> and uh um yeah I, I, I i'm i'm really proud of her you know 26 yeah, years old buying her awesome. first home and uh yeah 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 she is an amazing woman that yeah you, you guys should you meet her dating? sometime i'd like to oh i don't know two three years four years i don't know something like mm-hmm. that um yeah she's super just super smart and super low key. That's awesome. And uh, and covered in tattoos and beautiful. And she's half Vietnamese, half what a bunch of other stuff. And so she's very exotic yeah. looking and um and very funny. She's got a she she's hilarious. She's got a yeah. very dry, understated sense of humor. Um, yeah, I'm really happy for the two of them. They That's they awesome. are great. Yeah. That's great. Well, this whole virus has really cut into my dating life. <laughs> I don't see how. How? Yeah, yeah right. Well, how did it change yeah. anything? Well, now I'm, 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 I'm dating as if it's the 19th century through long letters. That's good. Oh, perfumed? Hopefully. Yeah. When someone that... is writing you, dear Miss Frable, 
on the 14th of May, 2029, <laughs> I shall wed you outside of the Walker Sculpture Garden. <laughs> we will you shall make... be moved into my apartments on the Upper East Side of St. Paul, <laughs> no, no, where it's we shall like... consummate our marriage two times <laughs> before I go off to war. Love, Reginald. Oh, Reggie. Reggie. He was a good sport, that Reggie. Did you see, did you guys see the, there was a video going around of someone swing dancing with a mirror and it was so. Oh, yeah, I saw that. That's great. Yeah. I keep wanting, I I hear the, that Peter and Naomi's Patreon is out. Yeah, yeah. I think they just, I was talking to Pete a couple times this week as he was editing all the footage we shot. Yeah, I saw a few bloopers. It looks great. So I'm going to be taking Good. distance swing dancing with Woo-hoo! Pete and Naomi. All right. Awesome. Pete and Naomi. Okay, I'll check Uptown it out. Uptown Swing. Uptown Swing. All right. Yeah, UptownSwing.net is the website. Yeah. You, you know, I, I don't know if you know about the um, the Twin Cities, what's it called? The, the Twin Cities Music Community Trust. Have you heard of that? It's a, no. it's, oh, it's a, maybe. Yeah, First Avenue. It's a nonprofit that First Avenue runs that was started by two um, long term members of the community and now is administered as a regular nonprofit um, for emergency relief for gigging musicians. Yeah. So I just want to give a shout out to that because, uh, you know, I know so many people who they relied upon their gigs, you know, yeah. the be- not not musical hacks like me, who is, you know, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a teacher. I'm barely a musician. You know how the heck I That's ended up in a band for 17 years. But, you know, but like the Chris Bates and the Michael Lewis's and, the, you know, the people who really make music on a. Patty Harrison, Patty and the Buttons would do that great Sunday morning swing dance at the Astor. You're talking about like jobbing jobbers yeah. and gigging yeah. musicians as that's opposed right. to hey, teachers, but I would still say you're a musician. Did uh, did Kevin Kling ever play with you guys? Oh yeah, we we do a, um we've done many projects with Kevin and then our yearly, I think we've done for 11 years the Guthrie show. That's the yeah. The Christmas the charred, show. Yeah, the Christmas show under the charred belly of the old tide tree. Yeah. Kevin's yeah, yeah, yeah. Old friend, love Kevin. Well, yeah, I remember seeing in the May Day parade. Um, I thought I think it was you guys marching, and Kevin was playing like a euphonium, yeah. euphonium or something. Yeah, or a, yeah. A baritone. Years, years ago, when I worked at Teatro de la Jolune, a bunch of us would walk march in the in the May Day Parade and we called ourselves your community band and it was Kevin yeah. Kling and Wendy Knox and, and Michael and Summers Michael Summers, Sue Haas Steve App, Nancy Olison me, Chris Bays a whole bunch of folks and then it evolved over the years um, your community band still exists but in 2000 Tom Carlson yeah Tom Carlson was in there uh, but um, then that's how the Brass Messengers started is uh tony rondazzo tony bailiff of the south side aces and uh steve sandberg of many bands including the brass messengers got together and uh that that was our origin story was through the mayday that's parade. awesome i didn't i didn't realize huh. that it's all on the website guys. although it makes perfect sense because there's you know yeah such a crossover oh there's my Here's my beautiful daughter. Oh, it's, make her stick her face in here. I want to see. Stick your face in. They want. Oh, she's shaking her head. No. Come on. Come on. Come here. I, uh, I want to exert no pressure on her to conform to any standards. Just send her my love. Okay, I will send her. I will send her your love. She has class in a half an hour, so she has gotcha. to. Work. Plus, she will not be told what to do. Good that for girl. her. That's how I raised her. Yeah, Yay. that's what I like. That's how I like but, them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I just I think that uh, you know the, these we're so lucky to live in a town that musicians can actually own houses, raise families, and be real you know gigging musicians. So that my heart goes out to them. And uh, there were you know in the Brass Messengers, we we used to be triumphant when we would end a song together. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> literally, we would like raise our hands in the air and cheer if we ended the song together because we were all kind of um, hobby musicians. And then slowly, we were perverted and, and <laughs> molested. And we were seduced <laughs> by some very fine musicians. Disgusting. <laughs> it was awful. And I was left to be not just a minority as a female, but as a hack musician. And now, you know, a lot of those guys don't have gigs and don't have uh, day jobs because they were such excellent musicians. Yeah. So it's like excellence is turning its back on them. As a uh, as a nice segue and uh, and a way to join our topics of musicians and death, uh, how are you dealing with your friends passing now in light of all this? Are you talking about Peter Shimke? Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. First of all, it's a check in. I'm checking yeah, in because no, I know I, you I were super hard it. hit. I appreciate it. Yeah, that was a really um, huge, big experience that seems to have been eclipsed. I mean, I was, just, I was just talking about Pete yesterday with my friend, uh, and we were talking about, you know, the first, I mean, Peter Shimke, I've known, I had known since we were 15, and the last year and a half, I, along with a few other people, had really dug in to try and help him. He was yeah. experiencing a tremendous amount of sorrow and confusion with his mental illness and the kind of drug regime that he was on. And then, you know, unfortunately he suicided and now he is dead. Um, you know, that was, that hyperplaned me into some kind of experience with grief that in an odd way prepared me for this moment. And, and, and I have nothing but gratitude for the, friendship that I had with him in the long association and you know it's really it's really sad that he's gone but mm -hmm. um you know kind of I, I I I am so interested in staying alive that I no longer can really relate to what he I, I haven't been thinking about him a lot actually interesting because I, I'm sad that he's gone, but I'm glad he's not suffering anymore. And I'm really concerned about the people who are still alive. Yeah. Well, that makes perfect sense. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm not a huge fan of suicide. Um, I s watched the movie Cold War last night, oh. um, which um, is tangentially related to this topic, but I won't offer any spoilers. Uh, the same it, guy that directed Ida, Pavel Paulinowski. I yes. don't know how to say his last name, but what a great movie, man! Okay, so wait. This is, let's, yeah, let's segue right into down. the uh, yeah, uh, section of um, yeah. My two recommendations. My two recommendations. Ida. Well, this is the first recommendation is a uh, films, and I would re recommend Ida and Cold War, both by Pavel Paulinowski or Powell. I don't know how the hell you say say his name. Pavel. Pavel. Um. Just great. Two great movies. Cold War is super beautiful. And then the other thing is a friend of mine this morning uh, just sent Are those me, uh, uh, streaming on Netflix? Or yeah, bo both on Amazon Prime, I believe. He's okay. Polish, right, Pavel? Yes, yes. Yeah, he's a Polish filmmaker. And, uh, right. Man, and didn't Ida so... win the foreign language? That... Ida won possible. an Oscar. Yeah. Yeah, two... possible. Yeah. I mean, Cold War is... They're both great films, but Cold War I just saw, so it's it's sticking with me, and and it's just uh, I don't know. He does something kind of magical with uh, where you're at and who you're with, and and you Ooh. feel uh, uh, you know it's epic. Yeah, you sort yeah. of internally epic. And yeah. then the other thing is, a friend of mine just sent me uh, the Dress Up Gang. <laughs> What's that? Uh, sent me a clip to the Dress Up Gang. I'll send you guys a link. Okay. Is uh, it a film? It's a bunch of uh, comedians, maybe YouTubers. I, I think they may have had a uh, a deal of some kind, but uh, just super, super funny. Dress up game. Yeah, uh, the dress up gang. 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 G a n g. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, the dress up gang, and I'll uh, I'll send it to you now. Let's see. Can I message? Uh, whoop, whoop. 
Boy, it's good. Mark, Mark Milhone sent it Mar- to me. Oh, Mark. How's Mark doing? Yeah. I don't know. I'm going to connect with Wait, wait, wait. This today. is the uh, recommendation section. Oh, sorry. Let's not get yeah. into Mark. Sorry. I recommend Mark. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, those are, the, those are the two things I would recommend. Those two films and, uh, and the dress-up game. I got a recommendation, which is uh, something that Eli turned me on to last night that is also super funny. Um, it's on Hulu called Dave. Oh, yeah. I've been watching it. Oh, my God. Because that's Little Dickie. That's my Yeah, guy, Little Dickie, yeah. Little oh, okay. Oh we talked about God. it last week. Yeah. That is huh. ho- some <laughs> freaking hilarious shit. Yeah, it's very funny. Oh, and also uh, Shrill. I love Shrill. We tried yeah. watching that. I you didn't it was like it. Okay, I, it got better, but I don't know. I I um, I don't know. Part something something about it didn't didn't go down right. Yeah. Okay, I've got. Amy Bryant is great. She's yeah, amazing, she's amazing. So. She's great. Yeah, it, yeah, you know, at times I I sort of recoiled from it because it's so mean. Everybody's right. so freaking mean to unrealistically mean to her. Yes. Yeah. Um. And yeah, that kind of that kind of sticks in my craw a little bit. I still yeah. thought it was funny. Yeah. Braves. Okay, I um McKenna and I are watching the Dairy Girls. Mm. Oh, very funny. Short little there's I think there's four seasons it's set in Northern Ireland. You have to put on the subtitles cuz it's hard to understand them. Yeah. Uh, but it is D E R R Y Girls? Yep, the Dairy Girls, yep. Set in London Dairy. Um so I recommend that and then What's I'll that on? Also, it's on um, Netflix. Oh. It's on Netflix. It's so funny. It's, a, it's an older um, British or Irish. I, I'm not sure where it originates, but it's very funny. And then I am going to also recommend um, um, being unproductive, daydreaming. Mm. I am going to recommend daydreaming, just straight up staring out the window not perseverating over the coronavirus, not trying to fix things or adapt your work schedule or be productive. I am recommending doing jack shit nothing for a minute Bless and enjoying you. it, right? It's <laughs> a good suggestion. Yeah. I'm going to go nap after this. <laughs> First nap. That's awesome. And I'm also going to recommend um, um, virtual happy hour. You know, even with I'm having virtual happy hours with uh, kombucha folks and anybody, you know, just a couple of of folks sitting around talking and taking a pause. Nice. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of nothing. Um, so I took your recommendation early. <laughs> You're uh, an early adapter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I, I was thinking this is a great opportunity to really get creative and whole, you know, woodshed on all my creative stuff, songwriting and doing piano scales and taking that online guitar course that I've always wanted to take and painting. And I haven't done any of that shit. I've just been (laughs) (laughs) sitting here in fear well, no, oh, that's not, that's well, the not good true. news. The good news, Dave, is you're going to have a long time to catch up on this <laughs> stuff. So don't, don't, you know, don't waste this opportunity to waste your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it does it. It actually does feel pretty luxurious. Just sleeping in in the morning, not thinking about anything. Reading. Yeah. I have been reading a lot. Yeah. In effect, today is the first day of the. Uh, Here's my application right here. The Paycheck Protection Program. Oh, nice. Um, taking a small business loan uh, from the government that will be forgiven if I don't fire any of our employees. Oh, that's Dave, great. that's fantastic. Yeah. 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 So, uh, yeah, I'm going to, unfortunately, I have to go to the bank to drop off this document. But, uh, hmm. Can you have it? Um, I'm going to do it in the drive-thru. I'm going to yeah. I'm just going to go in the drive-thru. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah, I hear I have to pay rent. I should figure that out. That's weird. <laughs> I know, it's so weird. Seems unreasonable right now, but hey. <laughs> it is it is actually unreasonable. I know. <laughs> so it yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, what's the deal? Is, is there some kind of a uh, forgiveness program for that, for rent and I'm, mortgages and all that kind of stuff? I'm I'm still paying my mortgage. But. Yeah, same here. I had a friend that um, that said he called his bank and they gave him three months, something or other. I, I don't know. Yeah, I think there's a. It's your place a condo, pubs? No, yeah, it's mine is. is. Yeah, Pablo. Yeah. yeah, I'm straight up European style apartment home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. That's how I grew up. Yeah, it's good. Hmm. Well, yeah, guys. Well, it's awfully good to <sighs> see you both. I miss you. Great ya. seeing you guys. Yeah, I miss you too. Um, is it time to? Uh, Feels like we're driving yeah, to it. Yeah, I think we are. Oh, you know, I just saw. It just flashed up that um, Bill Withers died. I know. Oh, you knew Bill already. Withers. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I know Bill Withers. He's a wonderful blues musician. He's this. <clears throat> Can you hear this? No. No. Oh. Huh. Oh, okay. Because yeah, because yeah, you guys are not. You're not. I'm playing. Uh, Lean on me. Oh. In the background. Uh, this is our outro. Oh, nice. Well, you guys, I love you. I love, I love you, you guys. Too. Yeah, I love right. you both. And uh, we'll talk Friday, if not sooner. All right. See you guys. Okay. Take love care. You. Stay safe. Yep, you too. Bye-bye. Bye. I don't know how to... Hang on, Dave. I don't know. I don't know. Bye. When you're not strong, <laughs> and I'll be.